Thank you, Kenny. I just love her. One more round of applause. Isn't she beautiful? So here we are, January, the third week in January, huh? The, the wheel keeps on turning. It just keeps on going. So uh, the January theme is Root and Reboot. Uh, the first week, Reverend Patty brought us Refill, taking the time in the no zone, taking time away from distractions, resisting the temptation to jump right into the new year with reckless abandon taking time to step away so that we can refill and pause and make sure that we've taken care of ourselves. Following that, we had refresh, making sure that we're using spiritual practice to take care of our minds, bodies, and souls, refreshing ourselves through the spiritual practice of self-care. This morning, I will be talking about recognition, recognize taking the time to recognize the one power as a source of everything that we need, the practical use of affirmative prayer as well as a tool to benefit ourselves and others in the world. First, I want to share a short story with you from Emmett Fox in The Mental Equivalent. <clears throat> in the Middle Ages, a citizen was arrested by one of the barons and shut up in a dungeon in the baron's castle. The citizen was taken down dark stairs, down, 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 by a ferocious-looking jailer who carried a great key a foot long. The door of the cell was opened, and the citizen was thrust into a dark hole. The door swung shut with a bang, and there he was. He lay in the dark dungeon for 20 years. Each day, the jailer came, opened the big door with a great creaking and groaning, thrust a pitcher of water and a loaf of bread in and closed the door again. After 20 years, the prisoner decided he could not stand it any longer. He wanted to die, but he did not want to commit suicide, so he decided that when the jailer came the next day, he would attack him. The jailer would then kill him in self-defense, and his misery would be thus ended. He decided to examine the door carefully so as to be ready for the following day. Going over, he caught the handle and turned it. To his amazement, the door opened. Upon investigation, he found there was no lock on it. There never had been. For 20 years, he had not been locked in, except by belief. Hmm? Right? <laughs> the prison of belief. Or perhaps it would be better to say the prison cells of belief. How often have we experienced a sensation of being trapped only to realize it is our way of thinking that has trapped us? Mm -hmm. And it isn't just our own thoughts, the collective unconscious, the life-restricted median of blindly accepting general thinking can become our operating system if and when we aren't paying attention. Numbly floating in an average experience. We can become trapped in a cell of, well, I guess it's always been this way, so there isn't a point in trying to do anything else. Or as my mom would call it when I became a glum little boy, Eeyore thinking. Right? Well, nobody likes me. I'll just go over here and wait for it to end. I always fail, so I don't know why I tried anyway. 
<laughs> hmm. However, science of mind offers a wide range of tools for us to use when we find ourselves in one of these mental cells. One of those is that I have found personally uh, uplifting is mental uh, treatment or uh, affirmative prayer. We start with the recognition that God is all there is, followed by an awareness of our eternal connection to that source of everything. From there springs a realization of how that shows up in our lives, how it shows up in and as through us. We gave thanks for it, we let it go, we let it be. We plant the seed so that the experience of that truth is the experience of our lives. I often think of my friend Lee Armentrout, a practitioner at Universal Spirit Center, where they would teach the kids about affirmative prayer. God is good, so am I. All is well. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> See, we can think however we want. That's the joy of it. We are free to think however we want. If we focus on what we don't have, well, we will have a recurring experience of lack and emptiness in our life. If we focus on sickness and disease, we're making a way for more sickness and disease to show up in our life. If we continue to affirm, nobody loves me, everybody hates me, I may as well sit in the garden and eat worms. Well, worms are on the menu, right? Yet, as we think abundantly, we receive abundantly. We think health and vitality, and the result is an expanded awareness of health and vitality in our lives. Love is all around us, all the time, all the time. Choosing to see it, to give of ourselves from a place of love, and the world becomes full of beauty and friendship and more love than we know what to do with. The key to all of this is recognizing the immediate and powerful presence of God at the center of all things. It's like the Henry Miller quote from this morning. Every moment is a golden one for him who has the vision to recognize it as such. In the first few pages of every Science of Mind magazine, we find the what we believe statements. The fourth of which states, we believe that heaven is within us and that we experience it to the degree that we become conscious of it. In other words, we encounter a heavenly experience from the inside out when we choose to recognize it as a reality. It's right here. Heaven is right here. We can choose to live differently. We don't have to wait as long as the citizen in the cell. We certainly don't have to wait until it becomes a decades-long experience of misery. But it takes as long as it takes. There are times when I think back on missed opportunities, the things I could have accomplished if only I had known differently, if only I had chosen differently, if only I had been more brave. There are times I think on those missed opportunities, but then that becomes a cell of its own, right? Looking backward only serves to keep us from moving forward. For years, I regretted my choices as a teenager that led me to dropping out of college at 18, creating a fantasy world of what I could have been if I had only done A, B, or C. Oh. 
Who knows what I could have accomplished if I had accepted my decision and moved on with courage. But if any of it had been different, I would not be standing here today. I bless the pebble in my path that set me upon the experience with you here right now. I bless the moment that led me to the teaching of the science of mind that claims the man who dares to fling his thought out into universal intelligence with the assurance of one who realizes his divine nature and its relation to the universe and dares to claim all there is will find an ever-creative good at hand waiting to serve him. God will honor that request. The soul that knows its own divinity, to that soul all else must gravitate. Let us then enlarge our process and dare to think in universal terms. Let us dare to believe that every constructive word is invincible. Constructive. Thinking in a way that builds, that creates, that honors the truth that is within us, that there is nothing that can hold us back if we are but at one with that eternal presence. That never leaves us, ever, ever. There is nothing we can do. Right now, we can start fresh with the recognition that God is all there is, and that means things can be better than they were before. We begin right where we are, because God is right here where we are. <laughs> if you can't tell, I'm fond of the word God. I know that's not everybody's favorite word. There's universal spirit, there's source, whatever you choose to put in that bracket. But God is never bothered by what time it is, what year it is, how old we are, what color our hair is. Mine's continuing to change what our eyes look like, the tone of our skin is. God knows us as a creation of itself, intimately and infinitely known. There is nothing we can ask that is beyond spirit's ability to accomplish. Believe that the constructive word is invincible. Recognition means to know again, to recognize. And we can know it again and again and again. If our meditations rest in the space of recognition of the infinite and benevolent presence surrounding us and filling us, I would suggest that the rest of our day would be just a little bit brighter. If we can think however we want to, then why not try thinking in a way that is inspired by recognizing that the best possible outcome of any situation is not only a possibility, but that it is within our power to guide it into existence. Heaven is within us. We are born with the spark of the divine and there is nothing that can put it out. We can agree to more and better and brighter and steadfastly turn away from anything that appears different to that. Now, I do not deny the reality of the ups and downs of life. There will be a wide array of experiences Fill them fully and let them teach what they need to teach. Sadness, grief, emptiness, anger. The list is long. There are people right now that are, probably want to punch me in the face for saying that life is good and there's, you know, it's all good and we can guide it into existence. But it's true, even the, in the depth of despair, even in the depth of despair, God is there with us, knowing 
living through us to a better experience. For we should not, probably don't want to let these experiences to become those cells that keep us trapped. A practice of recognition starting from a place where we know without any doubt that we are never cut off from our source assists us in moving toward that cell door and back into the light of day. We can create the kind of life that inspires us. Indeed, as we affirm our divinity, the kind of life that we desire gravitates toward us, takes shape around us. This is the mental equivalent. Recognition as the first step of affirmative prayer supercharges our mental equivalent. The mental equivalent is what we agree to as the experience we believe we will have. The prayer is a seed that is planted, and within that seed is the mental equivalent. For example, the acorn becomes a mighty oak. A single nasturtium seed becomes a vibrant flowering plant that covers entire hillsides. One morning glory seed, one morning glory seed can take over a neighborhood with its vines and beautiful flowers. One. We have a similar power of creation through affirmative prayer and our infinite connection to spirit. Paraphrasing Ernest Holmes, the founder of this teaching, how much life can a person experience? As much as they choose to embody. What seeds are we planting? Seeds of circumstance that keep us locked in cells of misery or seeds of growth and expansion that will cover the hillsides of our lives with vividness and color. In the Declarations of Principles in Living the Science of Mind, there's three copies in the bookstore, we find the power to live is within the self, implanted by the divine. Ultimately, every person will realize their inner kingdom, which shall become to them as the tree of life, providing food and shelter, perfection and joy. What do you want to experience? How much do you want to experience it? Put that feeling into the prayer. Feel the sensation of what it would be like to experience it right now. Do what you need to do to remind yourself every morning that you are an amazing person, unique in all of the universe, filled with the power to achieve your heart's desire. Stay in the mental state of recognition until you are filled with a sense of connection to that source and all else flows from that place. Be extravagant. Love yourself into a place of fullness and joy. Know that spirit will meet you where you are and will continue to match you goodness for goodness. We cannot out-imagine God. If all of this seems a bit intimidating or if you are unsure of how to begin living from this consciousness, you have support here at Vision and throughout Centers for Spiritual Living. Find a practitioner after service and ask them how to know it for you. Write your affirmations down at night before you go to sleep and write some more when you get up in the morning. Reverend Karen Wilson, who created the supporting materials for CSL's January Global Themes, offers this. Quote, you are never alone. We all face uncertainty in times of challenge. There is nothing to be ashamed of in having this experience. 
We do not hide or sugarcoat or spiritually bypass our lived experience. What we do is support each other in moving through it. If you can't see the truth for yourself today, that's okay. That's why we have people trained to see the truth with you. As one of our past spiritual leaders, Dr. Ken Gordon, used to say, if you believe that I believe this for you, then borrow my belief. There is a power in the universe, and we can use it. End quote. <laughs> Be brave and know that you are loved. Stand up and walk over to the cell door and open it. Bit by bit, state with ever-increasing clarity the affirmation of a life of abundance, health, and love. Life is always responding to our thoughts. Be bold and joyfully declare that the one life of God is your life, and that because God is perfect and at the center of your being, that a perfect and joy-filled life is yours right now. If it is challenging now, know that you are supported and that it can be better. If it is great right now, lift up your consciousness even higher and say, more, please, more, please, more, please. Again, from Reverend Wilson, quote, the world needs whatever it is that you are. And the fullness of your expression is a gift that continues to keep the circle spiraling upwards, end quote. Recognize the powerful expression you are and know that we co-create a rich and abundant life hand-in-hand hand with the source and creator of all things. Kick that cell door open and walk boldly into the light of day. Thank you.